It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are listening now to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you happen to be watching right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button because you want to stay in the know of future guests that come on this platform. I'm so excited to have this wonderful man back who is going to help us get through so much stuff that, you know, the holidays are in full swing. So there could be a time where you got to go and have dinner with that family member you don't want to see and then dealing with loss 
dealing with grief, dealing with uncertainty, as well as keeping our mental and our health in just as well and in balance. Author, therapist, coach, we are so grateful to have him here. John Sobeck is back on the Heard That Podcast. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. And it's so fantastic to be back with you and your listeners, everyone who's joining us today. Um, because for me, you know, there's this myth that the holidays are supposed to be this magical time of year. Mm -hmm. And yet, especially as a therapist, wow, people are going through it. Exactly. Yeah. I think we need to be able to recognize that and, you know, make room for those types of conversations to take place. So you could enjoy whatever kind of holiday you want it to be for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's so huge that you said that too, because it's such a misconception that everybody is going to have this great, amazing holiday but behind the scenes, behind all the lights and all the, the festivities and everything else, there's a lot of people that are going through things. You know, on my side of the family, you and I had talked. Uh, Christmas will be a difficult one this year for myself uh, on my side of the family, my aunt and my uncle losing their youngest daughter last year on Christmas that leaves behind, you know, a uh, young daughter at the time, her husband and the extended family. And so um, I think. I'm so grateful that you're on to talk about these things because I posed the question out to my listeners. Hey, what is some things, you know, I'm bringing John back on the show. What are some things that you want to talk about during the holiday um, that you always want to know and get some answers to? And I could not believe the overwhelming response that I got from the listeners. So let's just dive right into it. Um, a couple of things, or a few of the stories that I got was people going to revisit family where you know, now that people are traveling and everything else, it should be a great time to rekindle with the ones that you love. But the question that posed up to some of the people is like, well, that's great. I want to see this person, this person, this person. But I just found out that my sister who I haven't talked to in five years is going to be there. Or I had some conflict with this cousin that uh, we have not solved. And he's going to be at you know our Christmas gathering. And I don't know how to deal with being in the same room with them. So what is it that someone can do uh, to not cause that angst and that, you know, that relish, that anger, that past anger they had, and actually, you know, somehow cause peaceful truce, if you will, uh, during the festivities. Okay. So of course you ask a question with 1700 layers to it. So <laughs> <laughs> let me grab hold of that last part first. Okay. So Ultimately, I, I'm such a big believer is we need to take care of ourselves the best we can in mm -hmm. any of these moments, whether it's the holidays or just in our day to day living. And so I think it's important to sit down with yourself and take a moment before you get on that plane or get in that car to go to that gathering to really look at what feelings you're carrying now, especially if there's something that happened in the past and hasn't been resolved. Well, let's say it was five years ago, you know, like in your example. I would imagine hopefully that you have grown and changed in those five years yourself, and you might be carrying something different to this experience as well. So why not sit down and bring that feeling, the sense of yourself into a present moment mm -hmm. to prepare for this experience, but in a way that brings the authentic you of now into this conversation. Mm -hmm. Because you might show up to a situation that's never been resolved and see them face to face and realize, nothing needs to be resolved. You have changed, you have grown, and you get to move forward with that. And that can be a beautiful approach to this. The other part of it too, you might discuss and, and look inside yourself and realize, no, this is still really causes me a lot of pain. Then what you need to do is prepare yourself in ways that you can practice positive self-care in those moments. So what do I mean by that? 
let's look at some real basics. You're going to be staying with, the, at, you know, with a family. Maybe you need to make sure that you set up time to take walks during the day. Or if you get uncomfortable in a situation that you have the ability to move to the other room and be with the other part of the family during those moments, that you actually have more ability to manage the situation than you may imagine taking in. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite tips for like these holiday parties and gathering and it gets uncomfortable is someone's talking to you. It starts to go to that place. You're feeling your shoulders rise. You're feeling your heart beating faster. You just have to say this simple, magical phrase, excuse me, but I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> now, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Here's the deal. No one's going to demand that you stay and let them berate you or say things that are making you uncomfortable. They're going to be like, oh, okay. You go to the bathroom. You take a few moments. You put some cold water on your face. You take a few breaths. You look in the mirror. You reset and remind yourself of the beautiful, powerful spirit that you are. And then when you walk back out of that bathroom, guess what? You don't need to go back and re-engage with that person. Mm-hmm. You can go and engage with other people who are going to lift your energy in that moment. Number one tip in those situations, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom because nobody is going to say, no, you can't. You're right. Noted. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that, that's really good um, to, to excuse yourself away from what could have could be a possible situation of chaos when you have around you the joy of the reason why you are all together and gathering, you know, having gathered in a year, you know, almost two, you don't want to pull away from the light of the reason why that you're there to celebrate the festivities with something that bubbles up from the past. And now now that has a platform instead of, you know, Aunt Martha's fruitcake that she made from scratch and she Mm -hmm. finally gets to bring it out to everybody. But we want, you know, we want to keep that chaos in those situations. I think that's a phenomenal tip as well as taking walks. Because sometimes in the spot of chaos and conflict, we forget, and we talked about this the last time you were on, we forget about the simplicity simplicity of breath Mm -hmm. and taking a breath and taking a pause to reflect and to gather yourself and align yourself from the negativity, from the the chaos that could bubble up in that situation. Well, and remember too, in any of those situations, like you said, you could focus on the love, joy, and light of the Mm -hmm. family that's around you, or you could be caught in this platform for bringing up old issues. Mm -hmm. What we choose to give attention to is what experience we're going to have. So if we choose, I am purposely going to walk into this family situation and I make sure I'm around my aunt when she brings the fruitcake out because I know it takes her like three months to make it, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to make sure that I'm around when the kids want to go out and play in the snow, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to make sure that I'm around when we're gathered in the kitchen, you know, cooking together. Mm -hmm. Focus on the places that are going to bring you joy. And I guarantee you'll have a more joyful experience. And the thing is, is in those joyful places, that's where we are able to breathe. It's the anxiety and the tension that shuts our body down. It pulls our shoulders up. It it makes our breath go short where we have a challenge. And, you know, we've talked before and yeah, I'm always about take a walk, get the blood flowing, get the chemicals moving out of your body. 
But I have a really fun one that I love for the holidays is another really fascinating way to release some of the anxiety in your body and get yourself breathing is to sing. So it's the holidays. Put mm -hmm. on your favorite Mariah Carey, put on your Heraconic Jr., put on your Mahalia Jackson and sing your heart out when you're driving in your car to go to some of these gatherings that you're going to. Mm -hmm. Because what'll happen is it'll start your body breathing and then you'll start getting a little bit of a dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, you know, kind of an endorphin rush. And you're going to walk into this place feeling at your most powerful. And so you can do this all year long. You can sing whatever in the car, yeah. sing it loud, sing it proud. But especially during the holidays, put on that music that inspires you and sing as a way to set your body in motion mm -hmm. to be your most powerful and your most light and your most joyful. That's so good. And if you can't sing, sing louder in the car. Absolutely. <laughs> Remember, you're in the car, you are in your own recording studio, you can sing the most beautiful songs you've ever heard in your life. There you go. <laughs> uh, another overwhelming uh, response that I got from listeners is that while people do have that wonderful opportunity to go see family and friends, some of them do not, because they either are um, unable to travel to see their family and their friends, or they do not have any uh, family members that they were close to, like a mother and father, or they're the only child and their parents are deceased. And so they are alone for the holidays. Um, it really was surprising to me, the amount of people that, that ask this question is like, so how do I deal with loneliness uh, through such a time that's supposed to be joyous and everything else? A um, Couple of people that I had talked to on social media said, you know, normally during Christmas time and all that, that they leave the blind shut, they, you know, stay in the dark and they just, you know, muddle through it. Um, but that, uh, as you and I had talked about, that can cause a negative reaction to, to the mind, especially uh, to your body where, you know, um, fatigue sets in, uh, depression sets in and uh, something unfortunately worse can happen so how would somebody dealing with those kind of things, how would they get through um, with all of that, especially those that don't have any close friends or any family members that are maybe still living? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing that I say with that is you're right. There is so much pressure for this all to be about big family gatherings. I mean, that's what the, the story of, of these holidays is. It's about getting all these people together. And when you're not part of that story, it does feel incredibly awkward and uncomfortable. Um, I know, you know, I had broken up out of a relationship like in September and I was heading into Christmas on my own and just feeling like there was nothing in the world for me. There was no reason to celebrate, nothing to do. So I'm a big believer in taking contrary action. So I went to the local store and I bought one of those little rosemary trees and I put that on the dining room table and I decorated it just for me. And that was about all I was able to do that holiday as far as like taking on those things. But then I also looked at, well, do I want to be alone? And I made a decision that I did not want to. And where did I find my companionship? I actually went and got, I volunteered. I volunteered at a home meal delivery service and it was really beautiful because what happened in that moment is I stepped out of myself and my own loneliness and my own depression. And I was there being of service to others. 
And I believe our, 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 our mission in this lifetime is always to be available to be of service to others. But during the holidays, especially being in this kitchen and helping to prepare the meals, everyone was so like focused on this thing that we were doing, but there was also joy and laughter and music playing and it lifted my energy. And then I also, part of that volunteer experience, did some delivery as well. And me being the person who was feeling isolated, sad, depressed, and lonely, delivering a meal to someone else mm. lifted my energy in a way because I made a difference. I dropped a meal off to someone who couldn't necessarily get a meal. And when you, they open the door and they're like, and we always put little holiday treats in to make it even more special. And sometimes we make cards and stuff that people would have this energy of like, thank you so, so much. It's so beautiful to know that someone was thinking of me. And I was that same person who wished someone was thinking of me. Yeah. So I really think, especially if you're feeling isolated and lonely, look, there's still time. Find a place where you could volunteer, be present for others. And I guarantee that it will lift your energy and lift your experience and connect you into something bigger than yourself and mm -hmm. even bigger than the story of how we're supposed to do Christmas. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Volunteer and giving back. Yeah, because I'm a big believer in that, that when you take yourself out of yourself and put it in a situation where you can make a difference. Oh my gosh. And I know that you can relate to like after you go and whether it be, you know, you dropped off meals or for myself, you know, I help in, I, I serve the, the hungry um, and people not worrying about where they're gonna get their next meal from and just seeing the joy on their face and then seeing their little kids in the backseat or their elderly parents that they're taking care of now, another mouth to feed and seeing us load their car up with a box of food and some extra stuff and seeing, you know, their trunks being full that that worry just goes away. And it's such an impact because for me, it was like self-reflection of, you know, gratitude, like, okay, I do have a purpose in this world to make a big difference. You know, I don't have to, you know, dwell in darkness and loneliness and, and all of that, that someone sees me as I see them, if that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's that joining energy that can lift us out of that feeling of isolation, because that is the, the trick of isolation and depression, that they will tell you that you are all alone in the world. Mm -hmm. But when you have that opportunity to be there for another, it changes that dynamic pretty dramatically, and you will have a really visceral reaction to that. You know, I remember for myself, then coming home, I was like, well, I'm going to make myself some hot chocolate and curl up and, and watch a fun Christmas movie. All of a sudden, I was in this mood of wanting to take care of myself a little bit better, mm -hmm. simply because I had reached out and connected to others. And that, to me, is part of that true energy of Christmas, that caring, that kindness, that giving energy. Mm -hmm. We have people, and like I just mentioned to you at the top of the show, um, you know, dealing with loss uh, in the grieving process. And for us, this will be the first year without my beautiful cousin. And so many stories that uh, I have read, uh, literally, if not all of them, made me tear up. Um, someone without a parent, without their significant other, someone who was dealt with death just a few days ago, going into this holiday season. Um, hearing Christmas music, and because Christmas is still my favorite time of the year, 
but for me going into this, it hits different. And it's just the joyous years that I've had and celebrating Christmas for myself. And then I think of my aunt and my uncle and uh, my cousin's siblings. Um, I think about them in the back of my head and in my heart, you know, how they're gonna go through. I think of my, uh, my cousin's little daughter, you know, losing her mother at such a young age uh, and other people that are dealing with death in so many different ways, John. What is it that someone can do or to try to cope? Because for me, I, my, my, my thing is when someone is dealing with a loss, I take a moment to grieve, but I also reflect on something positive that they have done, that what kind of impact that they have made. Um, or I think of a funny story because I love to laugh and I love to, you know, to talk and make jokes. That's so why I think of a funny thing that my cousin did, you know, a practical joke or something that she did tease me about a sports game and my team ended up losing and I can hear her laugh. And, you know, she had such a distinct big laughter. So those are the things, you know, that just get, got me through. Um, what is it that someone can do and share some advice on, you know, dealing with something this difficult and this pain, but kind of taking the pain and turning it into somewhat some kind of joy? Well, I think what you just shared actually is, is one of the most beautiful approaches we can do is don't make the person disappear because you're afraid of grieving during the holidays. The idea that for you, a story of remembering when she was teasing you about your team and then your team lost, you've got that memory in you. You've got that piece in there. And that is something you will always get to carry with them. Oftentimes when people grieve, um, we, especially in the US have this idea that there's a very small window of period where you're supposed to grieve and then you're supposed to move on. And that there's also a thing where we look at grieving as something that has to be hidden from the world. So we don't always bring up, how are you doing? We don't mm -hmm. always check in. This is like, I know this is tough, but do you remember that Christmas when we all? It is okay to bring the stories, to keep them alive in the memory and the spirit of the gathering and to not be afraid of that because oftentimes people are so afraid of that moment. But here's the deal. They're present anyways. Mm -hmm. They are there in the back of everyone's <laughs> mind. So when you put up an ornament, there was an ornament that you know she got when she was a kid take a moment, put it on the tree, reflect, feel, it's okay. Don't feel you have to force anything in the moment. Don't feel mm -hmm. you have to force and be jolly, but be willing to let that person still be present in the experience mm -hmm. so that you can carry them forward. Um, you know, my mom has been gone almost 18 years now. But every year when I bring out my Christmas ornaments, we have this beautiful tradition we started when I was really young that we would always get ornaments when we were traveling. And then at Christmas time, we'd bring them out. And so every year you'd have a new ornament to put up. Well, I still have a lot of those ornaments from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And so when we decorate our tree, I do have that beautiful moment of like, oh, do you remember I, when we got this thing? Or do you remember this ornament is from? And those memories are a beautiful part of my Christmas celebration, not losing track of that, still keeping the, the experience of that person's spirit alive. And whether it's new grief or old grief, I really encourage you not to be afraid of letting this person be present in your holidays. And that would be the number one thing that I would encourage in everyone who's listening. 
I think too, there's a, to piggyback on that, John, I think that's so good that you, you put it that way um, because I, the big thing when I was reading some of these responses was people weren't giving themselves permission to feel. They weren't. And it was like a common thread through uh, some of these where they, they were just like, I'm numb. I don't know, you know, should I bring up um, a memory to my family, you know, so that we could, you know, talk about the good times that we had with this person. Is that going to cause an issue? Is that going to stir up tears and people are going to be sad and then the holiday is going to be ruined? Um, you know, and it's, it's, I think that people just need to know, you know, when you get together, you do talk about someone in, in that positive light and everything else. If the tears flow, let them flow. Well, and for me, the tears are a the tears are, 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 are an indicator of the amount of love you had for this person. Mm -hmm. They're not a thing that's destroying a mood. They're a thing that's adding to it. Mm -hmm. Because here's what's going to be worse. If people get together and there has been a loss recently and nobody talks about it, it is going to be a stilted, uncomfortable holiday. No one's going to actually be authentically able to connect or say, I love you. And it's going to feel really awkward. And you're all going to blame it on the loss. Mm -hmm. But what I'm going to suggest is it would be more powerful if you all recognize the grief that might be going on and did have moments where maybe you're sitting in the morning and just, you know, kind of sitting in the room together and have a moment like, oh, this is when they used to love to come down and put on, you know, their favorite Christmas song. And you have that moment to let it be real, to mm -hmm. let the tears show up because those each tear it's just one little droplet of the love that you felt for this person over their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end, dot com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that, listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. This morning, someone had emailed me about their Christmas gathering and 
she was not sure if she wanted to go. She goes, there's nothing wrong with on her family side or anything else. Just that she was not ready yet with everything going on, the pandemic, COVID, you know, uh, many of the, the lifts happening, you know, travel um, restrictions have been lifted and so forth and everything else. And she's like, you know, Marisa, I'm just not ready to step out there yet, but I don't want my family to, you know, like, well, we haven't seen you in a while. We'll pay for your plane ticket. We'll get you here and everything else. And she's like, you know, I just, I don't mind. Like we FaceTime or we do a Zoom and everything else. How do I tell my family I love you, but I want to stay home. You know, can we do a FaceTime and everything else? And, you know, breaking that bad news. So how would someone wants to do that, John, when they're like, you know, I really want to see my family so badly. I'm just not comfortable yet going out there and doing traveling and, you know, mask mandates and everything else, even though I'm going to be wearing a mask, trying to keep myself safe. I feel safe in the, in comfortable in the four, you know, surrounded by the four walls of my home. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, and I'm such a big believer in this in life, is that we need to be able to set boundaries and be okay with the boundaries we set. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel comfortable traveling yet, if you don't feel comfortable going out to restaurants, or if you don't feel comfortable being around groups of people at this point, guess what? You do not have to be. The discomfort for us is most of us aren't used to setting boundaries. And I always bring my boundary setting conversation back to anybody who owns animals. So I'm a dog owner, okay? Mm -hmm. If you bring a dog into your house and you just let it run crazy and you set no rules, no restrictions, no nothing for it, it will, it will go, it will take over the house and it'll be a really highly anxious animal. And you'll be anxious too because of that. But mm -hmm. if you bring a dog into the house and you say, like with our dog, she has her bed and that's her safe space. And you say, go to your bed and she'll go over there and she knows that she's safe over there. She knows she can't beg for food. She knows that she can't, she's not allowed to step out the door until we give her permission. Mm -hmm. All of those boundaries actually give her personal safety. And we like to think of us as humans that we're not animals, but we are animal creatures. Okay. So for us, boundaries are just as useful. They mm -hmm. let us know what the rules of a moment are and they bring us safety and comfort. So you are allowed to set a boundary. Now, Here's my little tidbit of a trick on how to do this. So someone invites you to something. First thing is you show gratitude. Thank you so much for the invitation. And then you come back with a real simple response of, but I'm not comfortable doing that at this time, or I don't think I can make it. Mm -hmm. And then you stop. The big thing that everyone does and is setting a boundary and saying no to something is then we say, well, I can't come because I suddenly got this thing from work and I have to stay home and do it. And I know I'd want to be there if I could be, but I can't blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Well, that just tries to appease the other person. And it, it, it really actually just causes much more anxiety in the conversation mm -hmm. rather than the simple formula of thank you so much for the invitation, but I don't feel comfortable flying or being around groups right now. So I think I'm going to stay home. End scene, end of story, yeah. end of moment. And that's a place where we need to start building our comfort, whether it's with telling our family we don't feel comfortable flying home for the holidays or you know, telling our boss that we don't feel comfortable taking on that extra assignment right now. Mm -hmm. Learning how to set boundaries and to say no, recognizing with gratitude and then giving a real simple, succinct reason why can go a long way in our own personal development and lowering our own anxiety. Mm -hmm. And please, 
for the listeners, because I know that we talked this talked about this in great detail the last time uh, you were on this show. That yes, through the hustle and bustle, and yes, through you know the shopping. Most of the people that I know do the online shopping, so they're not crowded. You know, going to a crowded store. Um, but tell the tell the listeners and those that are watching the very, very, very huge importance of self care, because we, we we tend to. You know, now I can go travel. Now I can go shopping. I can go out to my restaurant. I can go kick it with my, you know, my friends. I hang out with my girls. I can go, you know, back to my job and everything else. And we get back into that flow of busyness again. But then all of a sudden when we were here all the time at home, that self-care slowly but surely takes a backseat. So especially during the holidays where you know, the end of the year is coming, uh, you know, so much to do. So, you know, all the shopping and, you know, I got to do go over here and I got to take care of this and everything else. Our bodies start to, you know, say, hey, what about us? Remember that spa <laughs> day we were supposed to have? Remember I was supposed to go, you know, get my nails done? Hey there, you know, we, we were supposed to get a massage last Tuesday. What happened to that? You know, so those little things end up taking the back seat. So share with the listeners and those that are watching that we cannot, uh, have self-care take the back seat as we, uh, my hands are raised twice, <laughs> as we did in the past, now that, you know, we're somewhat back to the new normal uh, scheduling program. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's look at this because, uh, you know, I am like the poster person for like self-care. I think it's mm-hmm. radical self-care is so important for us to take care of ourselves on a daily basis. During the holidays, For most people that goes out the window, why? Because they're trying to do too much. My biggest suggestion is do less and enjoy it more. Oh, you got to read, hold on. You got to repeat that again. Cause (laughs) some people are going to be like, what do you mean do less? I got this person to pick up at the airport and I got this shopping and then I get the, you got to repeat that again, especially me. Cause I need to hear all that myself and let it just seep like a good old tea that's in a, some hot, beautiful water with all the, you know, my honey and my cream and just let it seep. Repeat that one more time, please. Okay. So Marissa, everyone who's listening, everyone who's watching, take a deep breath in, let it go. Do more to enjoy, do less to enjoy it more. Do less to enjoy it more. Do less to enjoy yourself more. So what does that look like? Mm. Rather than spending a day racing around trying to run 1200 errands or have a night where you're trying to attend three different parties, those little schedules we make, we look at our phones and we're like, oh my goodness, there's no way I can manage all of that. Well, guess who put all that stuff in your phone? You did. You made that schedule. The schedule doesn't own you. You have the ability to adapt and own that schedule. Mm -hmm. Look through those three party invitations, decide which one's going to work best for you. Be a place where you enjoy yourself the most, where you can sit back and relax. Choose to do that one. Use that thing we just did. Thank you for the invitation. I won't be able to make it tonight. End of story. That's going to create some space for you in your day. And then each day, those things you did choose to put are like these beautiful, beautiful, perfectly ripe apples. And you can bite into them and taste the crispness, the clarity, the flavor, the deliciousness of it, rather than just eating, than just eating fast food. And that's what that busy schedule can become, a day of fast food. So choose wisely 
do less to enjoy it more. Who that breathing technique? Like my body was like, okay. I mean, I was already relaxed and calm because one, you're you were coming on the show, <laughs> <laughs> so that helped. But you know, I think a lot of people uh, that sigh of relief of calmness. You just hear everybody just taking in that breath and just releasing it. Think that you heard all throughout the world. Uh, and those that are listening and watching um, at their desk or on their couch or, or wherever that they're at, that that just simple deep breath in and deep breath out. Ugh. Well, and it also it's helps. World of wonder. It helps to quiet some of the noise. So mm -hmm. this thing that was really important that you wanted to take in for yourself or for people to experience, it takes it bookmarks it. It says, take a breath open up, receive this idea that you can do less and enjoy it more and have the most amazing time in your life. And that's what that breath allows us to do, to drop some of those barriers, to drop that like, well, that's a great thing, John, but I'm already on the way because I'm late for something. It like drops that for just a brief moment and allows mm -hmm. these ideas to sink in just a tiny bit deeper. And it, I... That right there is just so key. If people could just grasp on to just how valuable a simple breath is uh, of taking that in, especially a breath of gratitude, a breath of being centered, uh, a, a breath of thankfulness, um, a breath of positivity, a breath of calm. Mm -hmm. um, it, the, 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 the shifting that when I do those things, the shifting of what my mind does and what my, my whole entire being does when I just take that pause. And plus, you know, I have a smart watch too. They're just like, you know, say, oh, let's just, let's take a moment to breathe. You're like, don't ignore me this time because I'm going to keep rewind, you know, keep reminding you uh, of taking that breath. Um, that is just absolutely priceless. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, for those of you who may not have the you know, ability to have a smartwatch or some kind of thing like that. I have a practical day-to-day -day technique. This has nothing to do with the holidays. This has to do with life. Y'all take us. notes because he's okay. going to drop some gems. Here we go. Okay, here you go, people. Anytime your phone rings or a message pings, you know, one of those little like, you've got a message. Before you pick up the phone, before you look at the message, take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. I guarantee this will change your life. Once again, phone rings before you pick it up or even see who it is. The sound of the phone ringing, breath in, breath out, pick up the phone, look at the message, okay? So you have a cue that's with you for most people 24 seven. If you can try this, you will be shocked at how different your experience of your day will be. Oh, that is good. That is good. I never thought of that that way to take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Because we, as soon as we hear that phone ring, we're automatically, <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, I got to ask this too. So what, ooh, that's so good, John. I, I, I honest to God, because I'm, so, I'm, I'm marinating what you just said, because we hear the phone ring, we immediately pick it up. 
It could be, you know, family member, it could be, you know, business, it could be everything else. Why the deep breath in and deep breath out? Okay. When, because so that is something here. that we got to get in the habit of. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, wow, that that's so good. That is such great. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to see, I, I'm not now from now on, I'm going to be doing that. Um, and you know, you're going to get an email and a text from me. They're like, I, what, what it will do for me, but, oh, mm -hmm. yes, please answer. Cause I'm just, I'm just marinating on what you just said. That's so yeah. good. So here's the idea for the work that I do. I think we have to find practical ways, things that are happening in our life and build our self-care into them. Okay. Because like, you're lucky you have the ability to have a smart watch and you've said it. Yay. <laughs> That's a big step right there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people may not have that. For me, it's about building cues into our day-to-day -day life. Almost everybody has a phone. Almost everybody has a phone that rings. Okay. Mm -hmm. If we build those cues into things that are already occurring in our lives, that's where we can make change and growth happen. Rather than saying you have to buy this particular meditation app and you have to set aside 30 minutes a day to do this thing three times a day. That's hard for people. But if we say every time your phone rings, every time you get a message ping on your phone, you take a deep breath in, you take a deep breath out, you are creating change in your daily habits. And over the long run, that's where the change happens. The other thing that I think is important about it too, because I will guarantee this happens to a lot of people, is the phone rings, you pick it up, you look at the name that's on the phone, and you have an immediately preconceived notion of what that potential call could be. Whether it's going to be a good call, a difficult call, whether it's something you're up for, whether it's something that's challenging, whether you're going to answer or not answer. Just by looking at it, you have a lot of preconceived notions. So taking that breath in, that breath out allows you to actually clear some of those preconceived notions out so that when you pick up the phone, you're fresh and ready to talk to that person. This is why I'm so grateful you're on this show. <laughs> That's so, that is so good. That is so good. Oh my goodness. Y'all better just caught, catch that, that right there and change the way that you're answering your phone. Cause I certainly will from this moment on, uh, before I let you out of here, John, we're getting ready to end the year and go into a new year. Um, you know, we, you know, the ball drops five, four, three, two, one. And, you know, we say, you know, they play that song, you know, all things, you know, be forgot. Um, what is some sound advice that, yeah, all things be forgot. I don't want to take drama and anger and issues into a new year. And I want to start fresh, like truly start fresh. Like people make this list of new year's resolutions. Um, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go and uh, buy healthy food. I'm going to um, walk into the office and ask my boss for a raise, you know, and they make all of these lists. And by the time January 2nd hits, <laughs> how many, you know, pretty much they're like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'm too scared to go ask for that raise. I'm trying, you know, and they'll make excuses for each one. And they're back into what they said they were going to break out of from 2021 going into the new year. How do we break that cycle without overwhelming ourselves of huge lists? Because I've done it in the past saying, you know, here's my top 10 things I'm going to do. And by the time you know, the first few hours of January 1st hit, I'm making excuses already on nine out of 10 of them. Right. Okay. 
So I have some very specific thoughts and they're a little bit out of the box if you're ready to go there with me, okay? Okay. So for me personally, I don't think even a box should exist, but let's just play, here we go. So willpower is one of the least effective ways to change any habit in your life. Our brains are very poor managers of the willpower story. I'm never going to eat a chocolate you know, cake again. Well, our brains are like, well, except for that one, because that one looks really good. Or, ooh, that one, I can smell chocolate. I'm, I'm just going to give in this one time. Our brains are really bad about willpower. And when we set resolutions, what we're trying to do is use that willpower energy, and it's not very effective. Mm. So I don't set resolutions for myself at all. Um, what I look at is what are the intentions of how I want to be? So let's go with the most basic version of that. A lot of people put the New Year's resolution, I want to lose 15 pounds, okay? What I suggest is instead of that, what's the intention behind it? Maybe it's, I want to be more fit, okay? So let's call that an intention. And we start bringing that attention to light in our day-to-day -day existence. How would that play out? I want to be more fit. You know what, as I'm reaching for that like extra cookie, I'm gonna pass right now because my intention is to be more fit. I'm not saying I'm dieting. I'm not saying I'm losing weight. I'm saying I wanna be more fit, mm -hmm. okay? Huh, I'm getting ready to go to the grocery store. Instead of driving around for 15 minutes looking for the closest spot, if this parking lot seems safe and it's pretty light, I'm gonna park far away and walk in because mm -hmm. my intention is to be more fit. So these intentions have the ability to be more encompassing about our life experience rather than a resolution was like, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. Because what do we know at the beginning of the year, everybody buys a gym membership. And by you know March 1st, nobody's going to the gyms anymore, but they keep paying their dues for the rest of the year because they want to. And that's how gyms make a lot of money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So once again, looking at intention versus these static resolutions, are where change can happen. That's so good. That's so good. Y'all need to follow this man. Please follow this man <laughs> on social media. John, remind everybody where they can follow you on, on your social media. Mm -hmm. So you can find me at my website, which is johnsovac.com. You can find me on Instagram at johnsovactherapy and on Twitter at johnsovac. This has been absolutely helpful. Uh, especially to me, as I've been jotting notes and, you know, putting notes in my phone and trying to use my little notepad and trying to be up on technology and things. Uh, definitely, I, I want everybody to have an amazing, amazing holiday. And I think that you shared some incredible advice and some tips on how to get through some difficulties. And those that submitted their questions, I thank you for the listeners that did. Uh, and John, thank you so much uh, again for coming on the podcast. Trust and believe you will, this will not be your last time because I, I will be having you on here again. Because <laughs> 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 more questions I know will come up and everything else. And I appreciate what you do and taking the time out to do that. And uh, everybody, like I said, please follow this man and have an amazing and happy holidays. And we are so thankful that you all joined in on the podcast today. And as I always end the show, please take care of one another. Take care and stay safe. We out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.